Welcome back to Blurred Box, everyone. I'm Chloe. I'm Pooja. I'm Sophie. And I am Andrew. And together we are Blurred Box. And have we stopped making episodes? No. Are we going to start making them again? Yes. We just haven't made them for the sake of not putting out content that isn't 100% good quality for you guys. And so we are back again today with a very exciting topic around this time of early March that's pretty relevant. And uh, Sophie's going to lead us through it. Yeah, okay. Um, Like you said, it is early March. So for you guys, you are all seniors. I'm the only junior. But I think most um, decisions do tend to come out at early March. So it's a time of a lot of different emotions. And I just kind of like want to break that down and kind of get your guys' perspective on how the entire process affected you and just how it also affects grades below like me as a junior. But I guess to get us started, we could talk about kind of for each of you, like how was the college application process? Like, did you learn more about yourself? Did it stress you out? Um, And kind of what's your emotions tied to the looming decisions? I think for me, and I think for everyone, right, the process has, I think, like we've talked about before, Sophie, it's a rat race kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. that mentality is really hard to dissociate yourself from just because the nature of that is so prevalent in especially a competitive school environment like ours. And you have so many accomplished people, right? And you can't help to have that kind of mentality. I've luckily not had that or I've been more separated from that because my personal situation was very different this year. So in the context of being in where I am in Hong Kong, there was a lot of political protest that posed a lot of conflict for me um, regarding all the check boxes, so-called, right, that you need for the college application process, right? I think we all know what these are in the American system. It's the SAT, if not that ACT subject test, which you lucky bastards now don't need to do because they're gone. Um, <laughs> but that was included along with like um, your AP stuff, all of these with like this evil college board. All of those stuff was basically anything that went wrong or could go wrong went wrong for me. I couldn't do any of those because of the political protests here along with then COVID hit um, and that also affected my tennis. So with all of those I was like well now I don't have any of those stuff how am I supposed to be getting into college right? So that was just a very different situation for me and I had to put myself in a very different mindset with being like, you know, well, now I have to kind of make do with what I have because what else can I do? Like there's nothing else I can do in this situation except control the things that I can control. And that kind of relates back to what I think is important to note is that a lot of the college application stuffs are check boxes, right? A lot of the things are not done out of passion or out of Um, a sheer will to do things that you love and I was lucky enough to have people around me to steer me in the right direction and to actually have the right head on my shoulders to continue focusing on what I love what I want to do what I'm passionate for and hence I did things that were relevant to that theme Um, and that's kind of how I in an umbrella navigated the process from day one, to be honest, not even 
when COVID hit, not when all these conflicts hit, but I think since day one, like freshman year or something. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Chloe. Um, I mean, I didn't really experience nearly as much as you probably experienced with everything going on um, where you are, but I do agree with the fact that you should be not as focused on, you should be focused on the checklist things. But I think that there's also something to be said about following your passions and finding the things that will actually set you apart. Um, Because as a lot of the juniors who are probably listening and um, current seniors and any high school student really probably knows is that um, a lot of these kids who apply to these schools, they know that SAT or ACT scores and standardized test scores are very important. And there are certain clubs or certain activities that might look good or volunteer work. And so what's going to actually set you apart isn't doing all these things that are kind of the same as what everybody else is doing. It's doing things that are truly part of your passions and the things that you are interested in pursuing in college as well. Um, And ultimately that's kind of what will help you get through the college application process and have a little bit easier time of kind of expressing the things that you enjoy doing in high school rather than kind of just checking off boxes because otherwise it's just like a robot listing off things that they've done over four years of high school that probably a lot of other people have done as well yeah um but ultimately like passion is what will set you apart and kind of make the process easier and a little bit more fun and it's not like you're doing a job or um, just trying to get into college it's what's going to be beyond college or like what's going to what are you going to do when you actually go to college For me, like you guys said, I mean, there's the whole whatever, what do I need to do to look good? And I was sort of just like, I don't want to do that. Um, And I didn't really do that throughout high school. Like it ended up working out. And I think I, whatever, I do a lot of extracurriculars and all of that stuff, but not like Pooja was saying, not necessarily to check the boxes. Like I sort of just ended up doing the things that I liked. Like there were things that I tried and dropped, but I would say, I think this is probably something that is exacerbated being at a brick and mortar school because I think we're a really competitive school and send a lot of people to really prestigious and competitive colleges. And the whole culture is pretty messed up, I would say would be the best description of it. Um, Like there's strict unwritten rules of like, you can't be talking about college, really. You can't ever under any circumstances in high school wear college gear that's like public humiliation will ensue so there's a like it's always sort of on everyone's mind i would say um at trinity but something that's explicitly not discussed a lot which ends up creating a pretty toxic mindset and then you end up with a lot of people again who are sort of very much of the it's a rat race and i need to win it mentality where it's I need to do this club and like I'll do whatever it takes and like I'll cheat on tests because I need to have good grades etc etc and so it's not great and then yeah I mean we'll get into the actual application writing process but that's all not ideal. Guys are continuously mentioning like this idea of a race and I, I completely agree with you all like I feel like we're all competing with each other and I think my problem is that we're kind of racing and we're continuously looking ahead, but we're not actually like looking um, at our present. We're not really enjoying our time at high school because of all of this 
um, misconstrued ideas of the future and like what success is meant to be. Um, I agree with you guys as a junior. I feel myself, I don't think I've really sacrificed much on my education or my extracurriculars to do something that I particularly don't like, but I felt oh, very pressured to kind of package myself in a way that's going to give me a good chance at colleges. And sometimes I feel like I could lose myself in that process. Um, like, am I doing this for college or am I doing this for myself? Like, I have to keep asking myself this because I don't know. And I don't know, it's just, it gives me a lot of ideas that we are like putting so much emphasis on the colleges we go to because for us it's like that's what we define ourselves to be successful is like what institution we go to what college label we have and I kind of want to get your guys's opinion on that sort of idea of success like did you ever fall prey to the mentality that the college you go to um, defines who you are or do you have other ideas of success like how would you define it for yourself I want to say something on this which is that I mean, I think that I, and it sounds like you all too, come from sort of a place of privilege where like even the bad schools that I might end up at are still extremely elite and like good education schools. And so I think that's something that I've always at least had in the back or front of my mind where like no matter where I end up, assuming I get in somewhere, fingers crossed, um, like I know it's going to be great and like will be part of a great education and so I think that's something that I've always had as a way of keeping me a little bit grounded but then I mean obviously it's pretty tough like I have two older brothers who are both at Ivy League schools um and so having that um and like have been since my sophomore year um and so like having that as something sort of always like oh they go there like you better be like up to up to standards like that sort of something that I've always had but I think at the end of the day like have I ever found myself losing myself no I'm I'm someone who's very much sort of driven by being happy in the moment um as I think I've sort of started to show you guys um over however long this season has been like I I sort of am like am I happy if the answer is yes I keep doing it if the answer is no I'm like adios and I think that's something that's really guided me through the process. Yeah, I, I think that ultimately, like your happiness is probably the most important. Um, I do think that it's, it is great to get accepted into these prestigious schools um, and to ultimately attend there. But I also think that it's kind of a misconception that you have to go to a top school to be successful. And I know that like, that's something that maybe before the college application process, I was thinking about like, you know, going to one of these top schools is kind of what I need to um, do and achieve, which is not really in your hands. Like you can control um, what you do leading up to the process and the activities you do, the passion that you put into them, can't really control the actual decision. Um, as long as you know that you've put in your full effort, um, like you can expect to have pretty good results. And this is before like, I mean, a lot of decisions haven't really come out yet, probably for a lot of us. So just kind of going in with that mindset as decisions kind of start to roll in. I think it's important to think less about like the prestige of a school and more about the resources that these schools have to offer. Because even 
schools that might not be as highly ranked still have these amazing resources that you can utilize when you go to those schools. And it's really not about the name, but it's about like what you do there and what you contribute to the community. And ultimately what resources you use and how you kind of take that impact that the college community has had on you into the future. And so really, I think it's just how you see yourself at a school. It's not really about the name of the school or what its ranking is. It's just about um, how you can take away the resources that they have and use them to grow your potential. Oh, a lot of things that I want to address because, wow, a lot of things got touched upon. There's so many factors like this, whether you want to believe it or not, this process is not as simple as, you know, when you're eight years old in movies, you know, what's my first um, <laughs> exposure to college applications? High school musical. That was my childhood. <laughs> like, you know, that when they were like, oh, Troy's going to wherever, they were like, Gabriella is going to Stanford. I'm like, you didn't even like, oh my God, see you practice movie representation that. on like, the media representation on college admissions is so funny. And it's just like, it's just like, you get these characters in, you don't really know anything about them, but they're just going to these like top name schools. I'm like, oh, I wish it was that easy. Guys, they I remember when I was saying their way through that movie. How did she have time to get herself into Stanford is my exactly. question. <laughs> I remember when I was six, I was like, I went to the Stanford campus, like, I'm going to go here. And then I'm like, that was it. Like, I just thought that this is where I was going to end up and it right. was going to be really easy. And then high school hit and I realized mm -hmm. that that's not really the case. So. Like, nope, that was not what I thought it was. I mean, yeah. So like back, back to what we were actually talking about. Yeah, it's, it's so complex. And one of the first things I want to address is like what Pooja said. The prestige part is very understandable. I want to come at it not in a personal sense or as a student, in the eyes of society, right? Kind of why I also brought up my first exposure moment to college applications, experiences. The way that our society looks at these colleges, right, is what defines their version of success, right? That was Sophie's original question, how do we define success? Yeah, we can define success however we want, but in the eyes of society, to put it kind of bluntly in my opinion, I think the way that they look at it is quite black and white, to be honest. It's, mm -hmm. they'll be like, you got into, like compare Tom, Dick and Harry. Tom got into Stanford, <laughs> Dick's going to like Swarthmore, and then Harry is going to, I don't know, let's see, USC. You can immediately tell out of those three schools how they're going to define Tom, Dick, and Harry's levels of success or say which one of these three are most successful top to bottom, right? But like that's given no context of what Tom, Dick, and Harry might be doing. Like Tom exactly. might be like a really great, um, forgive me here, this is not a great way to like expose my information on colleges, but like <laughs> let's say Tom is good at medical or like he's wanting to go to medical school. Then like Dick is going into CS and then Harry's doing like political science or something. The way that these schools line up, like, again, that's linking back to what Pooja was reiterating, how you match up these schools with what you want to do, with what your, um, your interests lie, right? That's like a really big thing that is just a reanimating thing for a lot of us or just, you know, in general to answer your question, Sophie. 
Yeah, and I guess I'll go with the Harvard is Harvard kind of thing. Like, you have to admit that, like, okay, some of these schools that have high prestige, you know, they have a lot of resources that they have probably a strong backing in a lot of fields. So that's also a good thing. But I don't think it should diminish the fact that you can get really great education um, anywhere as long as you kind of determine that and you have the perseverance and the you're taking action within your own education and you can find that in a lot of places there's also a lot of schools that may not have that prestige but have really good programs in specific fields and that should be something you should be looking for this is something that i really um dislike and it's not really people it's like what you're saying chloe like society like society determines success on like kind of what you're going to but I hate that we kind of shame people for choosing to have an education like I think even taking that chance of getting an education after high school is a big deal and it doesn't matter like where you're going because you're growing as a person you're growing as an individual and you're trying to learn and I don't know it just makes me a little bit uncomfortable with like how society portrays this yeah I mean the whole application process and i mean chloe you already touched on all of standardized testing although it feels like that's starting to get phased out um which is a whole other debate or conversation but even if we ignore that um and that's a significant portion of what our college process was but even ignoring that we still have the whole issue of for me the common app but i mean there are other applications, but all of them getting to the same idea. You and I think it's part? what you mean the writing part of the comment. Yeah, yeah. Writing. Okay. Yeah. Um, because all of them essentially ask they ask you to list your activities and then write. Usually there's one main prompt and then schools have a bunch of supplements. And I mm-hmm. think for me, that whole process, in addition to being whatever trying to describe yourself is sort of a tricky feat but then in terms of writing all of these applications for me that was something that was very emotionally draining and like physically and mentally draining like by the time it was whatever January 4th like I was lying on the floor just sort of not even napping just lying on the floor staring at the ceiling Um, because I think that's something where to do all of that work, knowing like, A, I have like no real control over the results um, because like it's so much of it is sort of a crapshoot. But then B, it's like, okay, I've spent all of this time. And like at the end of the day, like 200 words is never going to be enough to say what you need to say for a supplement or 650 words for the essay. So I think that's something where like, again, I don't necessarily know what the remedy would be but I would say that's sort of one of the things where in the college process like we talk a lot about the stress of like all of high school needing good grades Mm -hmm. and the stress of needing good test scores but for me that was the hardest part of my college process at least. I'm gonna take a take a different path and say actually for me that was the most enjoyable process. (laughs) Andrew's like what? (laughs) No but like it was for me um the whole college board part was the most torturing for me. A, because I just generally, naturally don't have as nice of a touch with the standardized exams. 
as some people might, <laughs> but that also together with, I just found it very liberating. Um, and that's a very different opinion. I don't think you'll get from a lot of people given a lot of people's reactions, but it's a process that while you may lose yourself that we were talking about in the very beginning, you can, it's a, it's a process of finding yourself, I think, at least for me, while writing these essays. Because think about it, in your lifetime, or we're, our lifetime, we're 18, um, the short two decades that we've lived, how often do you actually ask yourself, or how often is the question that you have to sit down and think and really answer it, not just ponder about it, or let little thoughts go out, like have an actual solid answer. What are you passionate about? What are you interested in? What are your goals and what do you want to achieve? Other than say your New Year's resolution, which are probably just bullet points, having to actually address this question and search deep down within yourself. Not just that, personal questions like the common app that Andrew posed. What are your values? What are your definitions of family? What do you find important to you? These are all really relevant questions that I think as torturing this process might be. It's super important and I think really helpful that every or most US high school students go through this and have to answer this or try to find an answer to this at this point in life before they go forward. Because if you think about it, it sets up what you want to do in the future, right? It gets you actually thinking, what do I want to start achieving? What do I want to start striving towards, right? If you have an answer by this time, awesome, mate. You're great. You're, you're pretty much set. If that doesn't work out, that's another thing. Life often doesn't work out the way we want to. And a lot of the stuff we've written now are probably going to, we're going to look back and go, wow, what the hell was I thinking? But it gives you a starting point, right? And if you're undecided, you can still write about being undecided. But your questions on what your values are, what you find is important to you, those are questions you can certainly answer. And I think that's really important. Hence, that's kind of my stance on um, the writing process and what I liked about it or what it was like for me. I want to vehemently disagree. Um, like, I hear where you're coming from, and I've heard that before, of like, it's self-discovery, it's self-exploration. <laughs> That's hogwash. Like, at the end of the hogwash. day, hogwash, I say. Um, wow. because at the end of the day, like, no. Um, I, I discovered nothing about myself. So, like, maybe I did it really wrong. Um, like, no, they're like, tell us about an extracurricular you did. Like, no, so much of it for me was like trying to tailor it, like take some piece of truth and then mm. warp it into what I think that mm. college wants to hear. Oh, okay. And it was just, for yeah. me, it was such a frustrating process. I was like, this is miserable. I have no pleasure okay. in this. Yeah, yeah. And like no self-exploration for me. But also I think I'm relatively self-realized already so maybe i'm just too <laughs> fabulous ahead of the curve but oh, no. um, i think it's definitely the latter yeah yeah i think that is an important point like trying to actually tailor your essays to fit what the school might um not what the school like wants to see in a person but the school's own values and their own the own mm -hmm. things that they value. And you probably have some of that in you anyways like the person who's completing the application i know that i did but you kind of have to like express that even more so that the school sees that you have those qualities that like they yeah. kind of want in you yeah. but I will say that um 
the self-discovery aspect for me was kind of true as well. It wasn't like trying to dig out things that I didn't know already because like I did know some of these things about myself, right? Like I'm not completely just like, oh, I discovered that I'm like a kind person or that I'm like a motivated <laughs> business person. You don't just, just discover that, but you no, do yeah. figure out the things that you value the most and the things that are most important to you. And I think that's kind of part of the discovery process is narrowing down the things that if somebody were to have a conversation with you, or if somebody was just going to talk about their first impression of you, like what would they say or what would you want them to say about you? So I think that that kind of ties into that self-discovery point that Chloe was mentioning. And then on top of that, just not necessarily the application, like filling out the application, but just the process of narrowing down my list of schools was kind of hard for me because there are some schools that I did genuinely want to apply to and that I was like, okay, I would definitely go here if I was accepted. Mm -hmm. But then there were some other schools that I applied to just because they were like a possible school Mm -hmm. or like just to fill up like a slot almost. And that's like, you just have to think about, I think for juniors, if you're applying, thinking about a wide range of schools and you have like a lot of schools that you're interested in, to just think about like, if I was really accepted here, like, is there something specific that I would do here? Like something specific that I would contribute here and something specific that like, other than the fact that it's a certain ranking or it has a certain name or yeah. is there something that I would benefit from it? And would I really want to go there if I was accepted there or would I go somewhere else? So like before yeah. you kind of just pile a bunch of colleges onto your list and try to apply to an excessive number of schools, I would just think about like, whether or not the time applying to that school that you're thinking about maybe dropping or that's on the fence, whether applying to that school, um, the time you spend could be better used um, perfecting a different application that you're working on. Yeah. I'll just like drop in two things that I want to like insert. One, I totally agree with what Puja was saying. And to give some defense on that part or back support, I see where that comes from because our school does tell us, give us a few schools that are going to be your backups, which are your likelies and which are your reach schools. The fact that there are these three categories already just implies everything that Pooja just said. Second, Andrew's hogwash um, stance on my, (laughs) on on me and Pooja's opinion on on all of that personal essay writing. Um, Yeah. Totally agree with what Andrew is saying. And I forgot about that part too. He does have a point on the hogwash part. Yes, there is a part of it that I do still firmly believe is self-discovery since Pooja's got my back on that. Um, And like, you know, what you feel is important. Like, I think that's all pretty important. But the way that your essays come across and are stitched together for a certain school are designed to be a narrative in all honesty. You cannot put a person's life, flaws and all, into a perfect narrative and submit that to a school. So true. So true. <laughs> See, not, he's not saying hogwash now, is he? Didn't buy like, <laughs> You have that aspect of it that you put into the narrative, but without all of the blemishes, without all the hardship, all of the crying in the bathroom that you might have done, all of the mm-hmm. depressed... Um, shouting and yelling you might have done all of that take all of those away your accomplishments on a shiny plate all of your 
most ambitious goals without the things that you've done to kind of get there to that point. It's all done in a narrative. And like he said, tailored to a certain school, right? And also like Pooja said, for a certain school that might emphasize certain things like a tech school, you might emphasize a bit more of your STEM side another school that emphasizes a bit more of other stuff, you're going to, you know, you're going to curate that narrative to that specific school, along with maybe what values that stereotypically that school is said to represent. For example, one school might say, we really like um, giving back to the community. We're more of a school that focuses on, <laughs> he's rolling his eyes, you can't see, um, a school that wants to use their education or their motto, right? Or what is it that most schools have? They have like a, um, a saying, mission. mission, thank you. Um, one mission might be like, uh, we aim to use education to give back. Another might be, we use education to embolden ourselves and to be a more intelligent, I don't know, philosopher in that sense. You might curate your narrative to be like, I'm doing all this because I want to be like that and I want to get into your school, so please accept me. <laughs> and then the same thing on the other school. So like, yes, he's totally right in that aspect. And then Pooja and I are completely in the right as well to have our opinion on the self-discovery part, even though there's people like Andrew who might not have had as much love with the self-discovery. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think part of the reason why I end up so I think I'm running sort of contrary to popular opinion in a lot of ways about the college process. But I think part of my curse, I'm putting air quotes on that for all of our podcast listeners, is just being so fabulously well-rounded. Um, no, I'm he's too so, good okay. for the schools is what he's saying. That's, why no, no, no. That, though. That's not at all what I'm saying. But no, for me, like I'm, I've never have been in any respect, someone who's specialized in one thing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, math, yeah. I'm not, english and latin i'm spanish and everything and whatever oh, yeah, i'm not i'm not just an athlete <clears throat> all of you um <laughs> i'm not like i play the piano i do satire i write the news i do comedy i debate i play chess whatever like there's a lot to me and so for me i think part of the reason why a lot of my college frustration stemmed out of that actually in mm -hmm. terms of people like andrew what do you want in a college and at every school, I'd be like, I could really see myself here. I'm like, oh, a small school. I do like my tight knit communities. And then big schools, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I could see myself having school spirit. I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't, mid mid size. I'm like, oh, right in between maybe. And when they're like, oh, they have like good research. I'm like, oh, I do like research. And then it's like, oh, look at our small class size. Like everywhere <laughs> I go, I see like, oh, I could be here. And so for me, that whole making a decision as to yeah. like where I wanted to apply and what I wanted at the young age of 17 to 18 felt like a real challenge for me because everyone's like, what do you want? And I, I honestly, like I had and still have no idea what I really want. And so that was sort of really tricky. And then I think that's where a lot of my frustration with the essay writing process stems from is that they're like, tell us about yourself. And you have one essay, maybe two, three, four. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I have four essays. And like, I did my damnedest, but um but like at the end of the day like that's still not enough for me to like it's just very hard and I think that's what's yeah. so frustrating to me is like and also so I'll spend like whatever hours and hours trying to get myself across and even then I still feel like it's incomplete and I know at the end of the day they spend single digit minutes reading mm -hmm. this application exactly. and making yeah, a judgment annoying. on me and I'm like hey, hey you know what you don't care about me like I'm so freaking done with you 
And so that's where a lot of my like emotional fatigue stems from. It's just really difficult to get invested in something to know it's still incomplete and then won't even be considered with the amount of thought you put in. Yeah. And that was I really feel that. So we know Andrew's not going to be an admissions person in the future. Or <laughs> he changes how it works. He's a yeah. trendsetter in that way. Um, as a junior, I think hearing all of that is nice. I have yet to embark on the process. I have been failing to make a college list. I have no idea what to put. Um, I feel like my mm. college list is like 25 schools or right now, and that's not going to be how much I'm applying to. And then like essays, I have no idea what to write. I don't know what they want. I'm, I'm constantly thinking as like, do they want to hear this or do you want to hear that? Like, how do I make it so that it fits? And I'm like, how do I know who I am and who I want to be right now? Like, I thought that's what college is for. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I'm going to hope that it's a self-discovery process, um, but I'm expecting a lot of pain and a lot <laughs> of turmoil <laughs> through this process. Yeah. Um, and I also agree with Andrew, like, I, I have a very strong like CS side, but I also love a lot of humanities. And then like, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do and like what to categorize myself as. And I, I can't, and it makes me a little frustrated because I don't think we have to categorize ourselves, but that's what yeah. college wants. They, they want people who know what they want to do in life and it's annoying, mm-hmm. but Can it's I fine. Like some <laughs> insertion of that? Yeah. Um, Yes, as much as they say categorize, and there is this kind of categorization as part of like a narrative, how do you integrate those two parts kind of thing is what I would say. Because we talked about narrative, curation, um, all that stuff. You can think about ways that you join those two or different things that you do to make a nice narrative, if that makes sense but make sure it stays true to yourself. I give that as an example because that's not how I went into the college process, but that's kind of how I figured out how, this is how I met Andrew, by the way. I figured out my love for sports analytics. At this point in my life, when I was a freshman, I don't know why, but I, I, I was like thinking, how do I feel so torn? <laughs> Can you imagine ninth grade? I'm so torn. There's so much larger things in life. But I was like, how do I join these two things I'm really passionate about? I was competing rigorously on the tennis tour, but at the same time, really enjoyed math. Yes, I know. It was so <laughs> such a big deal, right? But like, I was like, how do I combine these two? Like, I, I don't want to be torn in these two directions. And that's a very very dramatic exaggeration of what we're talking about now but at that time I joined the two by thinking about like wow I could actually join the two I could do tennis sports and analytics which is the math stem side of which I am more inclined to I watched the movie Moneyball and ended up who knew four years later going to Moneyball Academy and meeting Andrew <laughs> who is very lovely to be here with us today and one of my best friends I want to really quickly draw on that because I really love how you found that intersection. I think that's what we should be looking towards. I don't think we're just one thing. Like, yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, yeah, and that's okay. Like, if we, yeah, if we are one thing, that's okay. But I think a lot more emphasis should be put on finding the intersection of your passions. And that is something that we should be looking towards. And I think that's what I want to do. Like, 
see if I can find an intersection between CS and something else that I really yeah. enjoy. Um, but yeah, exactly. that was very insightful. To the seniors here, do you have any lost pieces of advice or important things you want to relay to the juniors? First of all, I would say everyone's everyone's process is different, as I think this is already evidenced this whole podcast. Like we all experienced it differently. And so I think my biggest theme, and I think this is something that I've sort of hit on throughout, is like you have to stay true to yourself at the end of the day. And like for me, like that meant I sort of did agonize over every decision and think like I could see myself here and try to figure it out. Um, And like I agonized over every word I wrote and like went poured over it, whatever. And it was sort of miserable. But like, that's the way I roll. I like I'm an overthinker. And so I think at the end of the day, if I had to give one piece of advice, it would be I would quote Dr. Seuss and say today you are you that is truer than true. There's no one alive who is youer than you. Like you've just got to stick to what you do and know who you are. Like you can't change yourself for the college process. You have to adapt the college process to you. And I feel really strongly about that. I agree with, yeah, pretty much what Andrew said. Go into it like enthusiastic and like sharing the parts of yourself that you really do love about you and that you think that the colleges should know about you, not what you think the colleges want to hear from you and um, research the colleges. I think that like researching the colleges and like, Um, really understanding the college and what they value and what they'll provide to you is really important but don't try to like change yourself to fit a college because if if what you show to a college isn't something that they think um, they like or that they think that you won't fit in at that college because of who you might show yourself to be then you're not really going to be happy at that college anyways even if you thought you were going to be (laughs) so um, yeah I would say that I would say that just show who you are and um, really, really it will turn out probably in your favor, hopefully, like the, the college that you're meant to be at, the college that you'll be the most happiest in, at the, at, at the, in the future is going to be the college that you'll get accepted to because mm-hmm. you showed your true self. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I guess my insertion of advice would be around along the same lines. I do want to emphasize and stress how much luck, sheer luck Mm -hmm. is involved with this process. It is not a who is better, who is smarter, who is more accomplished, even though it's very easy to get lost in that facade of it, right? Because like we've already emphasized so much in this episode, there is so much that goes on behind the scenes. there's so much sheer luck. There's a, the, the admissions person one day might have been having a really bad day. His car might have broke down. He might have spilled coffee all over his pants. He might not be feeling great. And just take one look at your really great application and go, sorry, nope, and move on to the next one. Like it's, it's, it's sheer luck, to be honest. And if you end up in a place where you're supposed to be like Andrew and Pooja said, great. If you don't, that's the place you're supposed to be. Um, it's hard coming from people that have already heard their decisions. Um, but given we're doing it this time period, this is like, you know, we're trying, we've gone through the writing and everything and the acceptance of knowing that, all right, we've done the best we can. This isn't the end of the road. Like as much as it Mm. seems like it, we still have, we're 18. We're, we've barely lived two decades. 
if we don't, if we end up going to community college, you can still build something from there. That's the beauty of having your high school education, right? And like Sophie exactly. said, this it's very lucky that we have a high school education. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make something out of that, right? Exactly. Well, I want to say thank you to all the seniors here that gave their advice. I think it it gave a lot more insight on this like daunting process and like the fear of unknown. But I feel like for me what's getting like me through all of this and this entire process is something you said, Chloe, is like, it, it's, we're only 18 or for me, I'm 17. Uh, and college is only four years of your life. And how does four years determine how your life is going to play out for everything and like determine who you're going to become? Like, are you going to be a failure or a success? It, it doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense to me. Yeah. And you can make anything out of yourself no matter where you go um there's people who got into harvard and then dropped out and then there's people that built themselves up from having no college degree and going to community college whatever it may be if you have that drive and that passion you're gonna make something out of yourself and that's what i've been telling myself i'm more focused on trying to become the best person i can be um challenging myself um intellectually, but also through like my extracurriculars, not for the sake of colleges. And maybe my choices aren't the best for colleges sometimes, but they're the best for me. And I know that my choices are going to determine who I become as a person. And that is what's going to drive you to your success. So that's my final thoughts. Yeah, um, we actually plan to continue this theme given it's this time of year I know it's a bit of a stressful topic but we're gonna have a few previous guests returning to kind of reflect now that this process is over and we think it'll be helpful for you guys so if you don't recall some guests we've had before to talk about the college process before we even went through it. <laughs> they'll mm-hmm. be returning. We're not going to name it yet. I think you guys can guess and we'll leave you guessing, but they'll be returning uh, at some point in our little rest of our season to address that and kind of do another reflection talk with us um, with our personal thoughts and opinions taken aside now that we've already started them in this episode. So yeah, with that, thank you guys for listening to Blurred Box with Andrew, Chloe, Pooja, and Sophie. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or please leave us a review on iTunes. Be sure to join us in two weeks for another episode of Blurred Boxes. We'll be releasing episodes every other Sunday. We would love to hear your feedback, suggestions, or questions, which you can email to blurredbox88 at gmail.com. And if you enjoy listening to our podcast, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at blurredbox for the latest updates. Shout out to our video and audio editors, Mosh Krauts and Zayu Zhang. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for our next one. It's been real. Thank you. Bye. Bye.